This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. When it comes to sports, you can't beat live. Vivid Seats has tickets to all of your favorite teams at great prices, and all with a 100% buyer guarantee. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app and use 10 sports for $10 off your first $100 purchase. All right, I'll start. Jordan, you ready? <laughs> um, uh, so I'll give you a few updates on a couple of things. So Archie Gray um, uh, has, has turned into a little bit of an ankle injury, and so we're, we're uh, in a situation with his age, and he's still growing, that we have to shut him down for about six to eight weeks. Um, it's a little defect that he has in his ankle that, that kind of got highlighted when his toe got broke, so it's unfortunate. Um, I spoke to Archie a little bit today. He's obviously down about it, but but we think, given his age and 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 his maturity, physical maturity, that this is the best thing for him. Adam Forshaw has been training hard back out on the pitch, and if the Tottenham match were maybe three days later, we we would consider him probably eligible for the match. But it at least means that he should be ready to when we get back after the World Cup to get into training and get himself back to 100. percent Stewart's making great progress as well, and we'll see how that goes, but maybe we get him on the pitch at some point towards the end of December, early January. And then Patrick is out for this match. Uh, still hasn't recovered. Clicky um, has a little – he took a knee-to-knee knock in the match against Wolves, and he'll be out. And then the other one is Jack Harrison is a little bit questionable with a muscle strain, but we're, we're hopeful that in the next 24 hours he can recover and be available uh, for tomorrow as well. Uh, good. We'll take some questions. Hi, Jesse. Um, back-to-back league wins, dramatic circumstances, fanta- fantastic wins, both of them. What have you done to change maybe the resilience within the team or to, to build that, yeah. that, that belief that you yeah. can you know, come from 3-1 down against anybody? Is it, is it phenomenal? Yeah, season? I mean, uh, it was, we've been talking a lot internally, and now I guess externally, about being winners. Um, that in a lot of these matches that were right in the match and it, you know that that the way that the the games have gone that that it's often very even and we have to be more poised to capitalize on those situations and stay strong and stable 
even though you know the match can open up a little bit more in the second half um it can be a little bit more fragile defensively but it also means that the opponent is a little bit more vulnerable in those moments and and that's what was good to see is in both of those matches that that we were able to capitalize and and we looked in those matches like we were going to win you've got three players going to the world cup it's the last round of games before the world cup how much of a concern might it be not just for you but maybe you've discussed this with your fellow premier league managers that the last weekend before the world cup nobody wants to get injured yeah i mean listen of course with our three guys um we want them to have a great world cup and have a great experience there i always think as a as a player the way to get injured is to play to not get injured um and i think that rasmus tyler and brendan have all uh, committed to the games fully and are and are have their minds fully grounded in what's necessary for us in this last match and i think they also know that that will prepare them the best for the world cup so um with us you know some teams have 10 guys 15 20 man city i, I don't know they you know maybe their entire squad um but for us i think you know the first part is we're happy for those three guys they they've they've been playing at a very high level we're, we're disappointed for a lot of our other guys that maybe just missed out, barely. Um, guys like Rodri and Diego today, they, they found out that they weren't in. I think Robin has, has uh, um, had such a good, good season so far that he was a possibility for Germany. Patrick and Jack were on the 50-man the squad. Uh, even Pascal was in the squad. Clicky winds up not making it a, a bit of a surprise. So, you know, we're, we're disappointed for those guys, uh, and we want our guys, to, to the other three, to stay focused right now and then have a great World Cup. A couple of questions we're asking all the, the managers today. First of all, uh, who do you think will win the World Cup okay. and why? Okay. And then the other one is, well, I'll, I'll ask you the other one after. I don't care. <laughs> and why I don't care? Because I find international football interesting, but... I'm fully immersed in club football, and they're like two different sports almost. So, um, again, I just want our guys to do well. So that maybe the USA, should I pick the USA to win? Well, that answer might, might in, impact your answer to this. How do you see the USA games going against yeah. England, England and Wales? Listen, I think all of us Americans, first of all, um, are very optimistic about our team um, and, our, and our talent, our young talent. Um, the group is manageable, but not easy. And then I think everyone in the U.S., anytime we play England, everyone gets really excited. So uh, I will be watching that, ma that, that match. I will be cheering for the U.S. Um, and I know it will take their absolute best performance to have a chance. Um, but, but I think that's one of the things that's uniquely American is, is that sense of fearlessness. Um, and we almost thrive and, and enjoy the moments when the things are the hardest and, and when um, everyone expects us to lose. So we'll see. won't be easy. I'm looking forward to it. Jesse Owens, the Americans, Brendan and, and Tyler, spoke to him yesterday. And Tyler particularly said, look, don't know any other way than 100 miles per hour. Yeah. So they haven't got a choice how they attack this game against no. Spurs, have they? Yeah. They, so they there is no other way, is there? No, they and they know that, um, you know, and and we this we made a strategically we made the decision to not travel a lot of our our players that we thought would be playing in this match against Tottenham to to keep them fresh to keep them, 
ready mentally, physically, and, and to give us the best chance to go down there and, and give our best effort to get the three points. Um, I think that they've been really sharp this week. Even I came back Thursday, you know, we were all a little tired from travel and everything else, but then coming, coming back, you could see the freshness in the group that, that had slept well and, and was ready for the, for the match on Saturday and training was really good. And, and I expect them to, to push and be ready. You've got three guys you mentioned that are definitely going to work up. Others might go depending on injuries. And yeah, but like, you know, a lot can, can still happen. You're right. But you've still got to manage the disappointment of those that haven't gone. Probably Mateus Click is the biggest name that hasn't been picked. How do you manage that and how does that not and, and so make sure it doesn't affect the rest of the season when they come back? Well, it's funny. I mean, it was a little bit of a roller coaster for Clicky in the last week. Like about a week ago, he, he, he felt he was out. Like there was communication going around Poland and, and so he felt he was out. And then uh, a few days ago, they, they were still deliberating, I think, on the squad. And then maybe he heard that there was maybe a chance. And then by the time I spoke to him on match day against Wolves, when the announcement was coming out, he kind of figured that he was probably out again. So there was a couple things happen, happening internally in Poland, one of which is the, the manager came from the, the, the youth team, the, one of the 21s or the 19s team or something like that. And, and he's more comfortable taking more of the younger players. Um, and so that kind of left Clicky in, a, in an awkward situation. But, you know, I mean, if you know Clicky, he's a positive guy. He's a guy that loves football. Obviously, he's disappointed. Everyone wants to go to the World Cup. But his mindset and his mentality to be in the moment here and give everything to, to us has been really good. Against Spurs, Julian Onto, um, are we expecting to start? Definitely has another yeah. problem, you say, or a muscle problem, and he's played midweek. Is there a good chance that Willie Monto might? Yeah, I think we'll we're if you know if Jack if it seems a little bit questionable, then Willie becomes a real possibility. I I, I think Sam Greenwood as well uh, played really well when when he came uh, off the bench. So it's a little bit what tactic we decide to use, um, you know. And is Willie a better fit or is Sam a better fit to to supplement what we would require from Jack? But. Um, Regardless, I think that both played really well against Bournemouth. Both played well when they came on against Wolves, and, and I know that both will be ready. And just finally, have you got any more details or plans once Saturday night's over? Um, they will all have a week off. Um, then we give them a physical program for another week to do on their own, so they will have two weeks off, but the first week they do absolutely nothing. Then we come back at the 28th here, and we do testing, and then still no out. James won't allow me. To be as open as I want to be with. When I have information, I usually give it to you guys. So, but that's not what I'm supposed to do. We'll ask you again, Saturday. Okay, Thank but um, yeah, but we have a good plan, and I think we have some good opponents, and and it'll be, and and then we'll have most of our team together, which is which is a positive. Thanks. Yep. Uh, hi, Jesse. Just want to go back to the team that that played against Wolves, including the the four debutants, three of them youngsters. How important is it for them to have that pathway? into the, the first team and how pleased were you with the, with the three guys that I think played a very good game yes result aside. yes I agree with you completely I think that uh, Mateo Sonny and and Darko all played very well uh, I wasn't surprised um, we've worked diligently with all of our young players uh, really all of our players with with the individual development plans with trying to communicate with them through video and statistics on ways that they can improve how and training the things that we want to try to achieve with them and 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 mo the most important thing for young players, I think, is to just show them belief. Um, and we've done that. Uh, and I give credit to Scoobs and Pudge and the 21s uh, 
coaches and coaching staff and the environment that they've created there and how they've really attached themselves to what we're trying to do with the first team. And I, I think it gives a real pathway for all these young players to, to see that they can be first team players for Leeds United. So um, that was a big moment for them, for us. Uh, and again, I, the, I was really disappointed with the, especially given the way we played it. It's that we should, we, we, we could have easily won that game. We maybe should have. Again, it's another game where somehow we find a way to lose it instead of finding a way to win it. And that's a little bit where we are with the team we are. And Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And the youth that we have that we're still a little naive in certain moments, but... We believe in a lot of the things we're doing here. We believe in our players, and, and we're going to keep pushing to get better and, and again, make them, make them all winners. Like yourselves, Tottenham suffered a, a defeat in, in that competition. What are you expecting from, from Tottenham and Antonio Conte yeah. at the weekend? I mean, Conte in general doesn't always do a lot of rotation. Um, you know, he, he has a pretty – a group that he works intensively with and almost protects very carefully – I know from even his, he's traveled to the U.S. many times with different teams, Juventus or whatever, and he's known as one of the guys that keeps a closed environment more than anyone else that comes uh, when they when they make these tours of the U.S. So this is a, this is his leadership style. Um, uh, I think in the moment that Tottenham has had a lot of games, um, they've they've rotated a little bit, but not that much. They have such a quality squad. Uh, playing at, at home, will they're always good, and what an incredible stadium and fan base they have. Uh, so we know that this is a big challenge, once again, uh, against the top opponent in our league that is disciplined to play the way that they want to play. But the beauty of where we are is we are not perfect, but we are also not afraid. We have shown that this year, that we are not afraid of top opponents. And for sure, we are going to go down to Tottenham and we are going to play confidently and we are going to go after the game in every way. Finally, from me, Adam touched on this in terms of after this game, you, you've got the, the World Cup break. Is that a help? Is it a hindrance with the last two league results? And uh, is it like a mini preseason again for yeah, the yeah. players that are left behind? No, it is. I mean, the, the, the season in general has been quite segmented. Uh, I think any chances to have a little bit of a pause are always a, a chance to, to reevaluate, to, to gather ourselves mentally and physically, to really go full gas at it again. Uh, that's the way we will use it. Um, what you know in football in general is that the mental grind can sometimes be bigger than the physical one. And I think in this league, and maybe with all the guys in this room here, <laughs> you make it even more so. 
No, I don't. I don't. You guys are are are, are fair enough, but this is the reality. It's that the the attention to this league and the attention to to the pressure of the expectation of our club and everything means that um, any kind of break that we can gather to to sort of recharge our batteries and make sure that when we go at it, we go at it all the way because that's what the demands are. So. I think it'll be a good chance for us to gather the the, the national team, the World Cup guys. You know, I think they'll be ready as well. And then and then when we get back at it, we have some big challenges uh, ahead of ourselves again. I'll speak for all of us to say, you know, enjoy the break. Okay, thank you. You too. Um, how much is Joel pushing uh, Ilan this season? And is this the first time in a while that he's really been challenged as the number one? I mean, I, I wouldn't really be able to speak much on how it has always gone in the past, but Elon is our number one. Like, there's no doubt. However, we, my idea, our idea was to get Joel, or a, let's start from square one. We wanted a veteran goalkeeper to come in to help push the, our young goalkeepers and competitively every day and to help provide a little bit more experience as to what the position can look like with savviness and understanding and, and controlling of the match through that position. And, and then a guy that knew what the role was and, and could commit to it all the way in a selfless manner. And I, I've told Joel from like the third week that he was here that I could see he was the perfect guy and that we made an absolutely fantastic decision to bring him here and I've encouraged him to continue to be himself, to integrate himself, to to be a leader in the group, to certainly help Ilan and Chris, but to also push them. And I think he's done that perfectly, literally perfectly. And I thought the match he played against Wolves showed all of his qualities, which isn't just his his technical and tactical ability, but his feel of the game I thought was incredible. So this, to me, is what young goalkeepers need. Right, they need to understand how to manipulate a game in a way to to be in control of every moment. So it'll be important for Ilan and for Chris to to they've accepted him really well. I think he's challenged them, but I think it's been in a real positive way, and I think it'll be key for them to learn from him. What's the situation with Cody? He wasn't involved in midweek. Could we see him go out in January? The plan was to have him in the squad, and uh, he he said he wasn't uh, physically ready he said he felt he was injured so so then we didn't put him in the squad hi jesse um i just wanted to ask whenever a young player sort of shows his talent in the under 21s or whatever there's always a clamor from fans and the media to throw him in as soon as possible yeah i just wondered how you sort of assess when a player like that is ready to make the step up to premier league football yeah we um First, one of the challenges is between the 21s and the Prem is that the gap is pretty big, right? Like, even when you see our team uh, defend set pieces uh, against Wolves versus when they're in the 21s, those, like, physical parts and the, the, the mentality moments of what the Premier League is is night and day compared to the 21s. The tactical part, the technical part, their ability to, to, to fit into the speed of play they can manage that fairly well, but it's it's often the power at which the game is played at the highest level that, that is the biggest challenge. I like giving young players opportunities because I've very seldomly been let down when they've shown that they're making progress and when, again, you give them belief in themselves and in, and in the process that typically they 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 overachieve and and then – once they overachieve and get the taste of success, that can really motivate them to get even better. 
I mean, we could use plenty of examples even since I've been here, which is, I mean, the, the number one right now is Cree. Um, but I, I think for Mateo, Sonny, and Darko, and you can throw Leo in there. I mean, Leo's played in Prem matches before, but but Leo, uh, for me, also had a re- specifically second half. I thought he really grew into the game and played really well. Um, but I consider him more almost part of the first team because he's 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 a little bit not necessarily older but he's been around it a little bit more and is a little bit more mature from that perspective but i think again all four of those guys have big potential and then once you add in cree and and uh, and willie and joffy and sam and then you start to feel like we've got a, a real core of young players that have a chance to be quite good and um You've obviously mentioned the, the sort of disappointment for some of your players who've missed the World Cup. I just wonder whether you mentioned about Jack Harrison being on the provisional list. As an uncapped player, do you think that has done a lot of good for his confidence that he was at least in the thought? Yeah, I think in general, I think all the guys, even that they've been disappointed, processed it in a mature way and knew in some ways that it was a bit of a long shot and wanted to give themselves the best chance by performing well. And you know, like I, I spoke to Robin yesterday about it, and that's what I said to him. I said, you did everything you could. Like, it's never easy to accept uh, letting your dream slip, but the best way to process it is often knowing that you put your best foot forward in every way to give yourself the best chance. And and Robin's sort of in that category too. I think he's been called in maybe once. So, you know, and, and for the, most of these guys, they're still young enough to be considered uh, yet again. Um, and now the the next World Cup's only three and a half instead of four years away. So it's a this kind of strange time to be asking you about January. Um, but by the time we come back, the window will be will be virtually open. Yeah. How much have you spoken about that so far? And what do you think you need? Yeah, we've we've spoken a bit. Um, you know, I think in general, there's whenever I look at windows, I I, I look at it as you know, sort of piece by piece and, and, and window by window. And so, you know, I mean, there's there's the, the two-month pro- project and what we think we need right now, and then what is it, eight months, and what is 14, and and trying to piece together how the cycle will present itself. Um, we have targets. Um, you know, I think we're, we're smart enough to know that in order to achieve our goals, we want to continue to to look at every position and and think about how we can move forward in the right way. We also know that we, I think we have some young, talented players that will continue to draw interest. And so, trying to figure out how to keep those players, how long we can keep them, what can entice them to stay, and what that means to the pieces that we might need moving forward. Um, I don't want to talk specific about positions. You know, we, we talked enough about the striker position in, in the in the summer, and I don't think that that's gone away. But but I think um, we're act. We've been active, and Victor. This is one of the best parts about working with Victor is his clarity on what the market is and what's available and and what are good fits for what how we're trying to play football is quite good. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.